0% finance, 100% confidence. With a 212 Volkswagen Atla Hartz Volkswagen Kilkenny, we have new car offers including low-age PCP finance on a range of models, including the all-electric ID3, the iconic Golf and the new Tiguan, along with service plans at $12.99 per month. Visit lahartzvolkswagen.ie. Volkswagen. Finance provided by Volkswagen Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply. With a look back over the weekend sport action, this is Full Time on KCLR with Eddie Scully. And you're very welcome to Full Time on KCLR with myself, Eddie Scally, in the hot seat today. Coming up for you on this evening's show, we're going to ch- catch up with Peter Chap Clare, who's a good friend of Liam Sheedy, to discuss Liam's departure as Tipperary Senior Hurling Manager. Mikey Trennan, ex-professional footballer, will be talking to me all things Premiership. I'll be chatting to Brendan Hennessy about yesterday's Carlo Senior Hurling Championship Games. And first up, I'll be chatting to Eddie Doyle about the minor result at the weekend, Kilkenny against Galway, that minor game. But before I go looking at the Kilkenny minor game, just to bring up the speed with some of the results from the weekend obviously in football Dublin were beaten on a scoreline of 14 points to 17 points by Mayo in the All-Ireland Senior Football Semi-Final in the other 20s a football Championship All-Ireland Final there was a her- her historic victory for Offaly yesterday on a scoreline of 114 to 111 in Crow Park I watched that game it was definitely a brilliant brilliant game but without question the game of the weekend and if you haven't seen it you need to go on YouTube or wherever you can to find it it was Mead against Cork in the ladies or women's football semi-finals and the scoreline in that game was Mead 2 goals and 12 points Cork 2 goals and 10 points Mead losing by 7 points going into injury time pulled it back with 2 late goals and a point to get a draw into extra time and won the game and now faced Dublin in the women's All-Ireland football final but first up on full time we're going to look at the minor hurling game Kilkenny were beaten on a scoreline of a goal and 12 points to 23 points at full time Richie Mulroney caught up with KCLR Richie Mulroney, commiserations. Richie, to be honest, you didn't really get going tonight and in the end Galway finished up the better team. No, just very disappointed, Brendan. Um, it's just a very flat performance, no point in saying anything else. Um, and everybody's devastated, players, management, a whole lot of us, because as you saw um, just a couple of weeks ago uh, in the 2020 final, um, several of the players that played tonight were playing there and um, we just didn't perform tonight like we like we wanted to perform um, but look at that one match isn't going to define those players because I've seen them um, all up along and winning the Leinster Championship and coming so close some of them just three weeks ago in the 2020 final um, I think I'm certain that there's a very bright future for quite a number of those players and for all of them with their clubs obviously um, which is the first and most important thing but look, it's, it's, it is very hard to um, even talk to you because it's just... Um, you put a lot into this. Yeah, we sure look at, like, like, like any group of players, like any management, we, we put everything into this, but um, we, were just well, we were just well beaten tonight. And um, coming up, I thought it was going to be absolutely a 50-50 game. Yeah. Um, and you got the ideal start in the second half. You got a lovely goal. We did, and brought us back into it. I think we got it back to two points. Yeah. Um, first half when we gathered at half time you know, we were 12-6 down but uh, the wide count was 7-2 uh, 7-2 us and we had within those 7 um, we had also been unlucky not to get 2 goals Correct. Yeah. Um, and obviously it now shows we needed those but 
you know, when they just thought we were getting right back into this and heading towards the water breaking in the third quarter, Galway just tagged on a couple of pints and that seemed to just knock the stuffing out of our lads. But look, we just have to dust ourselves down and um, I know I know the character that's in those fellas and they will come they will come back stronger in the future and and victories in the future in that Kilkenny jersey will be far more sweeter for them because of tonight's disappointment. But look, as the manager, I'm just terribly disappointed for, for everybody and for Kilkenny supporters as well. We were we were hoping to get to the other than final, but we came up very short tonight. Yeah, and Richie, just to go back to Carlo a few weeks ago, I did say to you, and you spoke at length about it. We mentioned about the, the age group for minor, and you said how mature the lads are for two weeks ago, say 18 year olds. And here we are, and I did say to you, you could play Galway tonight and lose by five or six, play them next week and win by five or six. The underage thing, and I know it's not a night probably to talk about it, but would you be in favour of going back to 18, or would you be in favour of leaving as it is? I've always, I've always been in favour that it, that it would be 18. The lads are able to cope better with the pressure of They're it. They're juvenile. They are, yeah. Now, look at you could say it's not affecting Galway no but um, like this is my fourth year now Brendan and just the four years we've just found Galway to be just too strong yeah. and everybody else has found them to be too strong as well now yeah. I know they have to play Cork uh, next week and that'll be a cracker of a match but you know it's not as if we haven't been doing well against the monster teams in the All-Ireland round robin and the All-Ireland semi-finals we have over, over the last four years but Galway just seem to have a march on everybody and um, a massive pick as well yeah they, I know they have but um, just they, 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 they outhurled us and yeah. we just have to accept that I think, that's, I think there could be nine matches at underage level at this level now Galway, Kilkenny and in the past Kilkenny used to put away Galway all the time yeah, so other teams have stepped up and I think other teams in Leinster have now to step up also Yeah, absolutely um, Yeah, they sure have but um, look, it's just on the night that's in it um, just congratulations to Galway and um, we just have to lick our wounds but it's, it, 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 this is a tough defeat is, I say it's the toughest defeat I've been involved in Yeah I can see that in you Richie well listen I want to lay you thanks very much and thanks for working along with us during the year commiserations on the result I know a wise man said to me one time you lose a hell of a lot more in sport than you win but in fairness you've won a fair bit as well and I'm sure you'll win more as you said and these lads we wish them well with their clubs and coming back to play with the county in the future as well Absolutely. well done and a great effort Thanks Brendan Thanks, thanks Richie much. Come on thank you Thanks Brendan That is of yeah, course that is, of course, Richie Mulrooney catching up with our very own Brendan Hennessy there at the full-time whistle. But joining me on the line now is Eddie Doyle. Eddie, the Galway drive for five is still most definitely alive. It is, Eddie, yeah. Galway are flying it at the minute, obviously, yeah. Like, yeah, the drive for five is uh, definitely alive, yeah. The, the game itself, Eddie, um, you know, just, just listening to you can hear it in Richie's voice, you know, how disappointed he'd be um, with the result. But, you know, like, where where is it with Galway at the moment? Like, I mean, they seem to have this underage structure that's just a juggernaut at the moment. It is, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you have Galway going well at underage, you know, um, you know the likes of Cork probably are going well at underage too. And in Kilkenny at the minute, we're, you know, to be honest, we're, we're finding it a bit hard underage to, to develop this, you know, these, these players that we used to develop um, and to win as much as we used to win. So, looking on the big picture, I suppose, we just need to, I suppose the county board needs to just sit down and, and see where they are and make sure everything they're doing is right and, and look at it and, and, you know, make the changes they feel necessary. As you know, as they have this year, I suppose, they brought in uh, Kieran Muldowney as the new man in charge of the development, you know, in Kilkenny. Um, he has DJ Carey in beside him and, you know, that's not an immediate fix. That's that's a long term thing, you know, um, and it'll take a few years to get to get the wheels in motion on that. But like this, this seem to be, you know, this this year there is a bit of a change in in, in yonder age, you know. It's been like it's been a long time since we had success, be it 
at minor um, at under 21 or under 28 as it is like so it's been it's been a while since we had success and like you said Galway are flying it took a hundred for five and who's to say at this stage they won't win it I think actually you know beyond about developing players I think Galway had one player playing in this year's minor against Kenny last week um, that only played the previous week in the 2020 championship and that was the goalie so they're obviously turning out you know really good players consistently there for the last few years yeah I was lucky enough to be at the 2020 minor All-Ireland final which was played around four weeks ago or five weeks ago uh, between um, Kilkenny and Galway and like it was it was, it was was a really good game I mean Kilkenny you know were a puck of the ball away from Galway in that match but you know you look at the Kilkenny team that started on, on, on Friday night there was there was, there was was definitely you know five or six of these guys had only been beaten in an All-Ireland final four weeks earlier I mean like that must be a big ask for these guys to, to, to bounce back from that and come straight out again and play again yeah, and a few of the minors from 2020 would have played in the under-20 uh, match as well against Galway as well. So, yeah, like, you know, there is a bit much, not, I won't say a bit much being asked, but there is a fair bit being asked of these players, but, you know, I don't think the players themselves would have it any other way. You know, your players at that level, you know, and players at any level, you know, they're competitive and they want to represent Kilkenny and they want to do well, you know. But, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, the, the players that are involved, you know, really, like, Kilkenny, in fairness, have... Nice players on that minor minor team this year, you know, like like Joe Fitzpatrick, Grow Dunn, and Ted, Ted Dunn, and all these lads. Harry Shine, of course, who got a colossal score earlier on, like you know, two fifteen. I think he scored one match there, but um, this year, but they are turning out players, or there is players coming, but you know, just not getting results. Maybe they have we don't have as many players coming as, as the other teams, and we're not going to affect that. Then is these lads haven't coming up to the senior hurling where where we might have them, you know. I suppose it's probably a little bit unfair to say that they're not getting the results they're just not winning the All-Ireland like they are they did win the Leicester Ireland Championship uh, and they're after being beaten in, yeah, in, in an All-Ireland final yeah. yeah but results you know it is you know at elite level there is small margins and you know you can you can see it in, in Richie Maroney's or hear it in Richie Maroney's voice there you know, he was gutted you know to, to, to lose that match and like his goal at the start of the year was to win two, two minors this year you know what I mean um, so that's that's the prize, and that's what they all set out to do. Whether whether you start out with development squads or whatever at fourteen, fifteen years of age, you know you're promoting these lads the whole way along. You know to win to win twenty fours, which unfortunately don't happen at the minute or not happen anymore. Um, the Arbor, which is under sixteen, and then you want to want to win a minor, and then you wanted to go on to represent Kilkenny as well at senior level. So you know they're all stepping stones, but at the end of the day, <laughs> you want to win in all earnings. You know that's that's the big thing. And the match itself, um, kind of a little bit similar to the the All Ireland final. Um, from a few weeks earlier, you know, the let Kilkenny got off to a very flat start. Um, left Galway kind of put 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 the burners on and, and take a bit of a lead there. Um, you know, it's that was kind of the setting up of of that result. I mean, Galway got that lead. I know, you know, at the start of the second half, Kilkenny buried that goal, but you know, Galway again didn't panic and just started ticking over the scoreboard. Kind of watching the game yourself at any stage, did you think, you know, you know, Kilkenny could get this? Uh. I know it's easy in hindsight to say, but no, they, they just did look, as I said in the, in the intro there, like in Richie Jones, just they looked a bit bit flat, like you know, and you know they had the six or seven wides in the first half and the goal chances that they missed, you know, and oh, say off the crossbar was one of them, like you know, but probably you know you, you need them chances going in, especially with Galway going in as strong favourites as they were, like you need to really at half time you need you need to really be in front of them, you know, kind of and. Uh, and then kick off in the second half. You know, we had a great start to the second half, and you feel maybe if we had to get one or you know one of them goal chances in the first half, maybe you know we would would have got closer to Galway. It would have been a mightn't have changed the result, but we might have got closer to him. You know, and but you need everything going in your favour, especially when you're going in again heavy favourites like like Galway. You know, and unfortunately we just 
didn't take our chances. Maybe like you know, Galway didn't didn't let us keep the pressure on us. And you know, again, like Richie said there, you know, they're only young lads. They're only 16, 17 years of age. You know, and you know, you're trying to develop and bring them on. But you know, one thing going wrong maybe, and they're thinking of the the final a uh, few weeks ago, and oh, here we go again, kind of a thing maybe. You know, and. So look, you need everything going in your favour. I, I, you know, I think personally for for them young lads to, to drive on and to go in against a, a team like Galway, you know, and it'll be the same next year. Whoever takes on Galway next year, you need to get a good start on them, and you need to be able to get your scores at critical points too, you know. And would you fancy Galway against Cork? I mean, this Cork minor team have been writing headlines all year. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a cracker, you know. Cork, this Cork team, all the way up along. Um, under 14, under 16, you know, really performing really, really well. And of course, you have the pedigree, the Galway team there now as well. So, yeah, like at, at the minute, I, I, you couldn't call it. I don't think you could call it. Um, I think you'd only be saying it just for the sake of it. But I, at the minute, I, I'd have it very, very even. And we're in for a right cracker. See, it's announced there for Thurless at quarter to seven next Saturday evening. So, it should be a cracker. Yeah, it is. It's a, I, 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 I definitely agree with you. I wouldn't like to call it. I, I, I would probably obviously be, be shouting for Galway in that game with uh, family allegiances and all but uh, I think I think it could be a, a cracker Both Just bodes well for Cork though uh, Yeah well this is it I'll, I'll shout for them and I've been unlucky all year but uh, just just on, on, on that what, players on the day is there any green shoots that you're looking at there that you think you know have big futures I'm sure they all have big futures if they, if they push it but from what you've seen over the last couple of weeks of that minor team who are the green shoots we should be watching out for? Yeah well Definitely, like over the last over the last few weeks, but even over the last couple of years, if you know you're watching out for different players and seeing different lads perform consistently, you know you have young Garo done for, there from Tullerone. He was he started centre back um, in the 2020 uh, championship there a couple of weeks ago. He was up at full forward and went back there, and he started centre back. He's he's a very good hurler. Joe Fitzpatrick on the wing beside him. You know he's, he got two points the other day at wing back. Really, really strong physical man. You know you be talking about the difference in the 17 and 18 year olds. You know, another year with Joe Fitzpatrick, and you know he'll be seriously well developed. You know, Ted Dunn from Greg Demana is another another player, very very good player. You know as well, uh, Harry Shine, another player. You know, you could talk about them all night, like, but these lads are are really really good hurlers, and you know the future is looking bright for these lads. You know, um, as well as the future from last year that stepped up as well, as well. So look, there's definitely there's definitely a future for for these players at at. Um, at inter-county level but we just need to have more of them coming I think more of them and more consistency of bringing these lads through you know and I'm going to have to press you now for an answer on this one it'll have to be quick because Owen Carey will come through the glass at me if I don't hit my ad break on time but Richie didn't really press on it he did say he'd like to see it going back to under 18s is it something the GEA need to look at? For progression to adult hurling 100% I think it is yeah it's a different game altogether one hundred percent. It's a different game. It's more physical. It's it, it's even faster. Um, definitely, I think personally, I think under eighteen is a better game than under seventeen. One hundred percent. Eddie, on that note, I will thank you for your words of wisdom, and I look forward to speaking to you again next Monday night. Thanks a million for taking the call. Christopher, take care. Bye. That is, of course, Eddie Doyle there filling us in. And again, from everybody at KCLR, we want to offer our commiserations to the to Kilkenny minor team who came up short in the All-Ireland semi-final there against a very, very strong Galway team. The final score in that match was one goal and 12 points to Kilkenny, 23 points to Galway. Galway will face, as Eddie had said earlier, Galway will face Cork in the All-Ireland final next Saturday night in Thurless, where Galway will be driving on, hopefully, to win five in a row, which will be remarkable. And on that note, Owen, I think I've hit my ad break on time for a change full time on KCLOR with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny Lahartzvolkswagen.ie
And you're very welcome back to Full Time on KCLR. Now we're going to switch our attentions to across the water and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by our very own Mikey Drennan. Mikey, you've just started your podcast. How's it going for you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, to be fair, it's, it's, it's a bit, bit different for me um, rather than kind of answering I'm asking the questions. But um, uh, it's something, something that I've always kind of thought I'd like to do and now that it's here, I'm excited about it and hopefully it'll... It'll work out. And your first guest last weekend was? Yeah, it was uh, Gavin Hoolan from um, Hartlepool over in the UK. So I was, um, I know Gavin a very long time since, I, since I'm about six or seven. We used, to, we used to kick the ball around uh, Westfield there. So um, yeah, I knew, I knew him well and it was good to chat to him about, about how his career is going and and uh, just about kind of anything in general. No, very good, and I'm sure I'm sure anyone that's interested in in the in the soccer and whatnot, Mikey, it's 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 a brilliant platform to have, and it's 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 a bit of crack for you yourself, and I'm sure you're excited about some of the guests you're going to line up for us over the next couple of months. Yeah, I am. Yeah, well, um, uh, I have a few lined up, all right, and I'm just, I'm just hoping that they'll that they'll come on, and I'm sure they will, and it'll be hopefully I'll have a few a few kind of nice ones to to come about. So. Um, but you're looking. I'm looking forward to have another one this week now as well. So I'm looking forward to that one. I have a few kind of funny stories, hopefully to be told. It's a it's a local lad, so I'm looking forward to that one. And the name of that podcast, Mikey. Anyone looking to get it? What's what are we calling it? Uh, the soccer show. Perfect. So it's just the, the soccer show, and of course Shane will be playing out clips of it, of course, over the weekend on on our own scoreline show from two to six uh, on Saturday and Sunday. But coming off podcasts and everything else, the, the Premier League kicked off at the weekend. Um, I suppose the best place to start would be Friday night's game, Brentford against Arsenal. Um, it was it was a cracking result. Same old Arsenal, different year, same old Arsenal. Exactly. Yeah. I, I thought Brentford were truly deserved of the win. And I missed a bit of the first half, but I watched watched the whole of the second half, and I thought just the way they set up and the way they press, I thought was it was great to see, and I just hope they can they can like sustain that throughout the season and keeping that high press. Um, it's it's tough to do over over um, thirty eight games, but look, we can wait and see. And um, I think Ivan Tony's going to be a. I think he's going to have a great season this year. It's I watched the game myself Friday night. Now um, I went in expecting Arsenal to win because I always do, and then <laughs> after about five minutes, it reminded me that why oh, yeah, I should never expect Arsenal to win. But Brentford Stadium, I, I don't think I've maybe Craven Cottage at Fulham is is similar. Without the the fans aren't as excitable, I'd say. But I'd say that place was absolutely rocking. It's a stadium I want to go to after watching the game. Oh, definitely, yeah. Especially it's a brand new stadium. It's um, it, to be fair on the TV, like it's like the atmosphere. It all it always sounds sounds good, but there it just felt a bit a bit different. And especially when you're there, actually at a game, and to feel that atmosphere, um, oh, I was brilliant. And um, I, I think they'll have a good season this year. Look, I think they'll I think they'll definitely um, avoid rele- relegation. And I think they'll probably finish maybe bottom kind of bottom mid-table kind of maybe around 11, 12 um, I think they'll have a good season now um, not like that first season syndrome like you can always kind of have um, have a good start to the season and it's always always about the next season but I think they've had a great start and they should get a lot of confidence from that. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. They've had a, they've had a wonderful start there, and I think that's going to be a tough ground to go and get results in for everybody. Um, but if you were going to have a start to the season, Arsenal is the team you'd probably want to play at home. <laughs> to be fair, um, yeah, definitely. 
Um, right, we'll, we'll definitely clash on this one anyway. So, uh, Old Trafford, Saturday morning. They obviously aren't using VAR in the Premiership this year. Great start for United, and I'm playing a big, big United supporter. So, um, I look, I thought it was a great start. Uh, Pogba thought he was excellent. Uh, and uh, for them, as well, I think Greenwood, I thought he was showed real maturity in the game, and that finish it just shows. The hype, the hype is real. Like it's, it's not just. Oh, he's going to be a great player. You can, you can see that he's carried on from last year, and look, that can only, especially with the players around him now, and it's, it's, it's only going to help him. And I'm looking, really looking forward to seeing him this year, and I just hope he can stay injury free. Yeah, the, the game itself, um, as you can imagine, I enjoyed it up until about the 47th minute and then I just wanted to put my boot through the television. Uh, Calvin Phillips' massive loss in the middle of midfield for Leeds. He just, Bruno Fernandes was just let run the show. Yeah, it's, he's a massive loss. He'd be a massive loss to any team, to be fair. Um, I won't mind him at United now, to be fair, at United. Um, I won't mind him there now, but look, Bruno Fernandes, he's showed the class player. Um, Top quality professional, and it's, just, it's the mentality that that he seems to bring to the squad. It's, I think people realise it's when you have something like that around the dressing room that like that's a winner wants to win. Uh, Pogba there, like I've heard from people like that, he's he's brilliant in around the, the changing room and, and, and stuff like that. Just obviously the media portraying him as as whatever they want to call him, but um, I just think the whole the whole game was just brilliant, and it was good to see. An exciting game as well, like, and um, I think Leeds might struggle this year. You probably want to hear that, but I think they might struggle. Struggle into about eight or ninth, is it? <laughs> I'd say I'll give them the wide relegation, all right? But I don't think they'll be as as good this year. Hopefully not, because look, Leeds are a massive club and they deserve to be in the Premier League. So I just I hope they can they can prove me like prove me wrong and I'll eat my own words if I, if I have to well, you will most certainly be eating your words we were missing Calvin <laughs> Phillips which would be the equivalent to you missing Bruno Hernandez and we were also missing Lorente which would be the equivalent to you missing Pogba so we didn't go to Old Trafford expecting any points you only beat us by the same scoreline as you beat us by last year you beat us by four goals so um, the, the, the panic isn't is setting in for us Leeds fans we do have the greatest manager in the world so I'm sure he'll be okay a um, couple of other games before I let you jump off the phone now that you've insulted me with that statement uh, Leicester City against Wolves my favourite player in the Premiership Jamie Vardy up to his old tricks burying a goal runs to the corner flag and howls to the Wolves crowd brilliant he, he, he just knows how to get how to get a stadium going and I thought I just thought he was he's brilliant again like look he's a he's a proven goal scorer which is, which is fantastic and um, I think they're going to do well again this year like I think it's just always going to be around the same teams that will pop up and I'm sneaky feeling unless they're going to sneak into that fourth spot I think one of the one of the top four, so called top four, I think they might have a little bit of an off season. I think that's just that's just my feeling. Um, and I think they could have a have a great season. I think Wolves will have a great season as well. Um I don't think they'll I don't think they'll struggle like they kinda of did last year. Um I think they'll have a they'll they have a good manager in there as well. So um it'll be interesting to see. But um uh, I like Leicester and especially Brendan Rogers, fantastic manager as well. And Liverpool off to a very solid start of the season with a three 0 win away to Norwich. Yes, uh, that was I suppose that was a nice, nice, nice easy one for us to say. Jota again, the goal, um, goals again, and Salah. I think the two of them are going to be fantastic this year. And Manning needs to from last year. I think he needs to step up his game. Um, 
he wasn't as influential in, in games and which he normally is when they won the Premier League two years ago. Um, so it's just I think it's just going to be an interesting year, especially with the fans back. I think that's going to add to maybe for the lesser teams. I think that'll that'll help them a lot more than than the so-called bigger teams. And the last game I want to ask you about before we, we finish up, I have a couple of minutes left here before Owen jumps the, the rail there. He's already up in his seat, ready to go. But Man City, Tottenham, Tottenham winning 1 0. One of my friends texted me and said, Who would have believed that Harry Kane was holding them back all these years? <laughs> I, saw, I think I saw a stat there or something like that that, that every time Man City have, have played Tottenham, uh, when Kane wasn't there or something, that Kane, um, that Tottenham have won something like that I don't know if, it, if that's true or not no the stat is since Pep Guardiola Pep Guardiola referred to Tottenham as the Harry Kane team and since the day he said that Kane has played no game against Man City and Spurs have won every one of them that was it so, right, so I totally got mixed up so no no you're well, right it's still the same thing the Spurs have beaten them every time they've played them but the question I want to ask is is Harry Kane is he getting a free pass if Paul Pogba was doing what Harry Kane is doing would every back page of every English paper be telling him to get out of the country Oh, definitely, definitely. Like it, there's uh, as you can see the way I don't. Know, I saw Gary Neville and Graham Sooners talking yesterday, and Mick Richards said, said that exact thing that you said. That like if if it was the other way around, it would be a totally different story. I just, I just, I just don't get. It. I know a lot of their job is to sell newspapers, but I just, I just don't see this. It just doesn't look good at all. And um, I think it'd be like if. Marcus Rashford wanted to leave or his agent was coming out he'd probably be getting slaughtered as well you have even for the stuff that he's done for um, for poverty and stuff like that bringing food and I just I don't know I just don't see it it's just a strange one and Pogba you just see on on, uh, on Saturday afternoon it didn't, didn't phase him at all he was just he was just himself and I just hope he can continue on that form and be consistent don't think he hasn't really been consistent on say through a whole season and then hopefully he can carry on to be the world class there he's he, he's meant to be and um, it's it'll be an interesting year alright for um, for Pogba Mikey on that note I will wish you the very best with the podcast next week I look forward to hearing it and you won't be coming on the show unless Leeds beat Everton next weekend in which case I'll have you on for probably 40 minutes explaining to you what happened but thanks a million for taking the call today Mikey no no problem at all. Thanks very much. That is, of course, Mikey Drennan. And you can catch Mikey's podcast on KCLR or wherever you listen to your podcast, The Soccer Show with Mikey Drennan. And I'm sure he'll have some brilliant guests over the year. We're going to take another quick ad break there and I'll be back with Chap Clear. Full time on KCLR. With thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartsskoda.ie. And you're very welcome back to Full Time on KCLR with my, myself, Eddie Scally, in the hot seat. Just to bring up the speed with some of the results there from the Kilkenny Club Championships in the Junior F. Dunhamagan, three goals and nine points. Dixborough, one goal and nine points. Blacksome Whites, one goal and 18 points. Glenmore, two goals and 18 points. That was two of the quarterfinals from the weekend. So Dunhamagan and Glenmore through to the semi-finals of the Junior F. In the Junior E, we had List Downey, 4.22. Thomastown, seven points. Dixborough, two goals and 16 points. Dane Fort, two goals and nine points, and Roar in Ishtig, four goals and 21 points. O'Loughlin Gales, one goal and seven points. Again, quarterfinals in the Junior E section. In the Junior C, it was Emeralds, three goals and 15 points. Uh, Tree Castles, one goal and nine points. Clonine, two goals and 11 points. Wine Gap, 
3 goals and 15 points Piltown 2 goals and 22 points uh, Galmoy 2 goals and 14 points and Greg Namana 11 points Fenians 3 goals and 18 points they were all Junior C quarter finals now I'm gel- delighted to be joined on the line by Brendan Hennessy of KCLR Brendan are you there? I certainly am Eddie good evening Brendan thanks so many for taking the call there um, I want to actually start we'll go we'll, we'll leave all counties here actually we'll take a, a big swerve there your own Greg Cullen I was watching with interest uh, yesterday hoping for the right result for you guys against Port Arlington um, unfortunately your, your own club came up short there they did Eddie and they didn't play well they never got going to be honest and uh, you couldn't take anything away from Port Arlington to a man they were a fantastic outfit uh, they played really well and uh, I was just looking at the stats leading into the final I was a small bit worried because I'd be busy I wouldn't see Greg Cullen playing all the time but reading the stats from Port Arlington and how well Greg Cullen played in the semi-final but Port Arlington stats were that they conceded very little and it was 1-4 I think to Ballyfin and 4 points to Wadhamsies and they held Greg Cullen to 7 points yesterday and a lot of those were from dead ball situations so that in itself speaks wonders for a team defending well and also their six forwards got on the score sheet while Greg Cullen did break them down at times but when it got to the final third Greg Cullen had no answer and couldn't score uh, Mark Timmons took the initiative in the second half he came a little further up the field he scored a cracking point and it might have been the comeback but the goal as Greg Cullen were kind of getting themselves into the game somewhat um, young Mulpeter the right half back of Port Arden came forward and Danny Bulger brought off a great save the ball broke and came back he stuck it in the back of the net and that broke Greg Cullen hard so I'm afraid the, the wait since 1965 we'll have to wait and see how things go in the 2021 championship but from what I've seen yesterday I'd say Port Darlington are the strong favourites they're, they're a lovely outfit they're lovely footballers they've got a lovely brand of football and uh, they've really done well so it was a pity for Greg Cullen but it just wasn't to be they were second best and I don't think anybody would disagree with that Yeah no and, and congratulations to Port Arlington it is, it is always hard for, for to watch your own club being beaten but unfortunately you know there has to be winners and losers in sport and, and, and on this occasion it was it was Greg Cullen um, Switching our attention to the Carlo Hurling Championship I was lucky enough to have Mouse Cavanaugh on with me last week um, kind of on the back of, of St Mullins coming off the back of a win and you know the, the the crack was good with, with Mouse and and I was kind of joking and messing about you know that they mightn't be in a rush for him to come back but I'd say they're most certainly in a rush for him to come back now. Yeah, they were they were caught last night. I I was just looking at them warming up and I said to myself, this is a fine out. I know I know the lads very well over the years and and, and there's great admiration, but great admiration for all the people hurling in Carlow with such a small community. But I looked at them warming up last night and. Um, I had a look at them and I said to myself, St. Mullins look up for this tonight and they're a fine, big, physical team and they look like a lovely brand of hurling. But then I looked at Bagnallstown and what they were doing before the match and I thought back to last week and some people asked me what were Bagnallstown like last week because Michael, as you know, would always be uh, good enough in playing hurling Mavon. And I said, well, to be honest with you, I don't think Bagnallstown are too bad. And he said, how will they do against St. Mullins? I said, I think they'll give them a rattle. And they gave them one hell of a rattle last night and played lovely hurling. St. Mullins will be disappointed. Um, they got a goal early and played. They, they, they were playing well enough that a few long-range efforts went wide. Um, didn't get into it, but Bagnastown took control of the game. They battled well. They worked very hard without the ball. And Alan Corcoran, who's a man that's been missing through injury off the Carlow team for the last number of years, played last night. And he played so well, he could play for Waterford or Cork on Sunday. He played so well last night. But Alan has always been a cracking player. But it wasn't about one player last night. I think, to be fair to uh, Gavin Nolan, He's done a fantastic job. Gavin is from up around Conaghy, and um, he's done a fantastic job at him. Now, there's nothing won yet, but I don't know what the record is, but we spoke about it on the commentary last night. 
for Bagnestown to beat Navon Michel and St Mullins in the one year with a week separating the two victories is huge progress for Bagnestown. And I did say it, Eddie, and I know you're, you're, you're familiar with it. I know you're only down the road in Blacks and Whites there. I think the best thing that ever happened in Bagnestown was the amalgamation of Aaron's Own Hurling Club and St Andrews Football Club. They got the two minor finals uh, two years ago in the football and the hurling and it produced a lot of good players and it has been a sleeping giant for a long number of years and the brilliant people down there and that's not taking anything away from St Mullins St Mullins were in a Leinster final against Ballyhale and competed very well and beat Kula who were All-Ireland champions here in Carlow so club hurling in Carlow is excellent St Mullins will be back they're not out of it there's a cracking game coming up at the weekend they're playing among Leinster Rangers Bagelstone have two wins now and that more or less guarantees them a semi-final spot but they're playing Ballon Killen who need a win and because St. Mullins beat Ballon-Killen in the first match last week in Bagnallstown, and Ballon-Killen, this will be their second game. So Ballon-Killen will hope to beat Bagnallstown. Bagnallstown will be hoping to finish with three wins from three, and St. Mullins will be in the business end of the championship, and possibly St. Mullins and Mount Leinster Rangers will still be the teams to beat. But um, I was impressed with Bagnallstown, and if they keep doing what they're doing, Bagnallstown are going to become a force to be reckoned with. But as Gavin said in his post-match interview, it's early days yet, but they had some brilliant performances. Brian Dial, Beanie in the middle of the field, long-range freeze, general play, excellent. Young Jack McCullough, minor two years ago, outstanding. And uh, I mentioned that uh, Alan Corcoran, uh, uh, Craig Dial, brilliant again. And Andrew Kane, Andrew came on last week and he scored a goal and he came on last night and he, was, he started last night and he was absolutely outstanding. And Jamie Clark in the corner forward, uh, brilliant. But as a unit, they played very well. Niall Bulger, in the back line, Andrew Casey. Uh, there was a few dismissals and there was a few yellow cards, but I don't like talking about that when the lads are local. These things happen in the nature of the game and uh, it was the same, uh, you know, in, in all games. So I just thought about the hurling in general. I thought it was good. St Mullins weren't what they can be. They were a little bit off the pace by the end of the game, but I put that down to great work by Bagnestown. They didn't allow them play. And uh, they, could, they just went on and, and scored some great scores. They ended up with 20 points, 20 points to 11. It was a big win. No, it, it definitely was, and it, it it did send shockwaves through my house. Anyway, we were we were we were surprised by it. But the the question I'd ask for you there is, you know, it's it's a small championship in numbers, as in the amount of teams. But if you, if you had to put a, a a name on the on the winner of the senior hurling championship in Carlow after what you've seen so far, what name are you putting on it? Well, if you had to put one on it so far, the, the, the one you would always put down is Mount Leinster Rangers or St Mullins. But now that questions have been asked of St Mullins, but we mustn't forget now the one last week. So the beat Ballon Killen last week. And as I said, it's early days and it might be unfair, but what I will say and answer your question, and I won't do the politician on it, I would have said St Mullins, Mount Leinster Rangers at the start of the year. But now I will throw in three, any of three teams from what I've seen so far can possibly win it. And uh, I wasn't at the St Mullins match last time but I know what they're capable of and I did see Mount Leinster Rangers last night and they played well they finished up scoring 214 against a Navon team who scored 16 points now on the flip side of that Navon have lost two matches but from what I've seen last night and you know you, you meet people coming to matches in Carlow and they say ah it was, this was disappointing or that like they're, they're not Kilkenny or Tipperary or Galway these are club teams and you can't expect miracles from them but from what I've seen with the competition and the competitiveness from Navon last night they are going to win matches. And I think last night's performance in losing to Mount Leinster Rangers is going to bring them on at home. I thought they did really, really well. Young Dean Sly, uh, a corner forward, lovely scores, John Michael Nolan. And uh, yet John Michael probably wasn't his 100% best. But John Michael Nolan is a quality inter-county player. And he got three cracking scores from play. And I'm saying that Eddie Byrne is back to his best now at full forward for Mount Leinster Rangers. And Chris Nolan knocked over a few lovely scores. Kevin McDonald, a uh, few lovely scores. Dennis Murphy was deadly from the freeze. He scored a goal before his withdrawal. He scored a goal early in play, actually. 
but they, they played well as a unit Rangers but I think Eddie it's going to be close now and and, and the, the tension builds in Carlo when it's the five teams and it's great to see Bagnus down back at senior when it's the five teams there's only four going to the semi-finals and someone is going to lose out and there could be a bit of a shock on the cards but I think Bagnus down now have done enough but yet as I said there's nothing won yet it's only round two they've won it but now St Mullins have to more or less win uh, next week and Mount Leinster Rangers have only played one round so really, that match sets up for a cracker next Saturday evening in the Netwatch Gullen Park. And it still won't be the end of the world if either of them lose, but their backs will be to the wall. Yeah, Brendan, on that note, you're after teeing up the Carlo Hurland Championship to make it what it's going to be, a very exciting yeah. round three. Yeah, um, yeah be- before we go, like I know it's only small and there's five, but you take it. St Mullins got to the Leinster final a few years ago, fantastic. And, you know, the record of Mount Leinster Rangers won an All-Ireland Intermediate, they got to an All-Ireland Club final. It's Carlo, it's a small county, five senior teams. They're picking a county team from just over 100 players, and I think it's remarkable. And I've always enjoyed the, the quality of the hurling here in Carlo. I think by going into the Kilkenny leagues over the last number of years, Kilkenny deserve credit because it's brought them on brilliantly as well. They're great competition, and it keeps them involved. And I think you know that from being involved as well, Eddie. It's brilliant for them, you know? No, you're, you're absolutely spot on. And I can tell you now, Brendan, I would take quality over quantity every day of the week. So I, yeah, without a I doubt. think without that championship is teed up. Lovely. Brendan, thanks a million for taking the call off me this evening. No problem, Eddie. Thank you. That's Thank brilliant. You. That is, of course, our own Brendan Hennessy there, who's teeing up what is turning out to be an extremely exciting Carlo Hurland Championship. Mount Leinster Rangers yesterday having a four-point win over Michel and Bagnestown Gales, who are the big team of the championship so far. 20 points to 111 win over St. Mullins. Tees it up lovely heading into round three. We're going to take a quick ad break there. Full time on KCL or so thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LahardsVolkswagen.ie. And you're very welcome back to KCLR with myself, Eddie Scally, in the hot seat today. Just to bring up the speed on some of the other results then in the junior D, Sleeve Roo 419, Barrow Rangers 6 points, James Stevens 10 points, Kilimacow 228, and St. Martin's 8 points, Blacks and Whites 9 points. They were all quarterfinal games in junior D. And in junior A, to give you the full roundup of all the quarterfinals from the weekend, Tullerone 212, Dunhamagan 315, O'Loughlin Gales 119, Carrick Shock 217, Craig Bally Callan 11 points, Thomastown 1 goal and 18. Young Ireland's 17 points. Mooncoin 3 goals and 21 points. That was all Junior A, uh, Junior D, C, E and F quarterfinals. The semi-finals will all take place next weekend. Sticking with Hurling and I suppose shockwaves in some camps and maybe not in other camps but Tipperary manager Liam Sheedy has packed in with his full management team have stepped away from the Tipperary uh, Hurling role and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by our own Peter Chapclare who's a good friend of Liam Sheedy's. Peter were you shocked to hear the news today? Um, I suppose a little bit of a mix half shocked half not shocked um, I know Liam a long time both personally and professionally and um, he obviously felt the time was right um, he's been in total in charge of Tipperary I think for six years at, at senior level I think three at minor level and uh, he's won multiple All-Ireland so I think he feels that he probably got the most out of the team um, and I suppose having taken a couple of weeks off and reflected on it, I think he probably felt it was the, the right time to go. So um, it's, I suppose, very soon after the retirement of Brendan Maher. So it, it's, um, it puts Tipperary in a little bit of, um, um, you know, some big high-profile players and management teams walking away. So it's, um, But it's the right time of the year for these kind of things to happen. Uh, because, both, you know, Tipperary will have a long, long time now to put in place uh, a backroom team and, uh, and try and... Uh, get as many lads in as possible to make them competitive. Not that we want them to be competitive, right, maybe, but 
it's, it's just that uh, yeah, they have plenty of time now to regroup and try and put a uh, put a new management team in place. And just just on on on, on Liam's decision to to step away f- uh, from the role, um, like as you rightly said, he's been um, he's been managing. Tipperary, he's had two stints for Tipperary, three years and uh, the first time and, and three years this time. But like, how hard would it be for him? Like This season didn't go to plan for Tipperary. They were locked, knocked out of the championship by their own high standards very early in it. Like, Do you think that would have played hard on, on Liam, you know, that he would have liked him to leave on a high maybe? Definitely. I think when he went in for three years, I think his ambition was to win in All-Ireland and uh, for Tipperary that happened in the first year. And then last year and this year are both really mixed years with, with COVID and I'm sure it has hindered all club and county teams around the country in terms of preparation. And uh, I mean, you have to remember, you know, five minutes into the second half against Limerick, when Aaron Galan uh, slapped back, Tipperary were 10 or 11 points up and absolutely cruising. Um, and within the space of a week, they're out of the championship. So, um, it's, it, you know, hurling in sport is all about fine margins. And uh, I would imagine Liam just felt he, he, you know, after two kind of broken years really with COVID um, he probably just felt the time was right and um, look as I said to you it's, it's nice to go in your own terms um, I'm sure he would have loved to have, have, have got the Crow Park to finish up but it's just, just such a staggered year and staggered uh, and difficult on all players club and county to uh, to keep plugging away in challenging times you know and the the obvious replacements for, for Liam if you were thinking in your head now who do you think would be the, the, the obvious candidates to step into them role well, I, I think the worldless mother would say that Liam Cahill would be absolutely um, prime for it. Now, obviously, Liam has done a very good job with Watford and got him to another and final and semi-final and uh, has a proven track record as well uh, and has a good background team with him. So, Liam Cahill would be the name that would stick out. But look, I'm sure the Tipperary County Board will go to the drawing board and see. Uh, I'm sure there's many fantastic candidates um, you know, around the Dave Fitzgerald was going to be tipping around as well. Although I don't think he'd he'd stoop so low as to trade Tipperary. Um, but I, I, there are plenty of fantastic managers out there, and um, I think Liam Cahill would be the the favourite at this stage. Can I rule out Eddie Brennan? Do you think? No. Well, again, um, Eddie has had a fantastic career with Leash. He's had a couple of great years up at Cool at the moment, and uh, he's learned his trade. He's his experience. You have the likes of. Um, Michael Fenley has done a great job at Offaly come back with the, with the Christy Ring Cup there you have um, Henry Shefton obviously having trained Bally Hale a couple of times his name is going to be mentioned and then you have the likes of David Fitzgerald and those who um, I suppose finished up this year so I mean there's a plethora of names um, but I think Tipperary like, like the Kenny they like to keep it internally so I would imagine it will be a Tipperary person and uh, I can't see too far past Liam Cal at this stage and in a word can you see a Kenny man managing Tipperary next year? No. <laughs> <laughs> Chap, thanks a million for taking the call. I look forward to speaking with you over the next couple of days. Mind yourself. No matter, Eddie. Thanks a million. Bye, bye. That is, of course, our very own councillor, Peter Chapclare. And as always, political as ever, he, but he's honest. I don't think a Kilkenny man will be taking over the Tipperary team anytime soon, nor a Tipperary man taking over in Kilkenny. That wraps it up for full time this week. I just want to say a quick thanks to Owen Carey for being so patient uh, with me again tonight. Your temperatures in Carlow at the moment, it's a lovely 16 degrees, and it's just a degree warmer here in Kilkenny. It's 17 degrees in Kilkenny. That's all for full time tonight. I look forward to speaking with you all again next Monday night. At La Hart Skoda Kilkenny, we have 0% PCP finance on a range of models of new Skodas for 212. Yes, that's 0% for a limited time only. With service plans from $12.99 per month, now is the time to order your new 212 Skoda at La Hart's. Visit laharts.ie or call 056 700 to find out more about our great offers. Finance provided by Skoda Financial Services Ireland and subject to lending criteria. Terms and conditions apply.